Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Dan Torres, I have to ask, you put on new music to open the show with. <laughs> Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before you get to the words, before Happy Birthday. I get birth. to the words. <laughs> so it was just to dump, to dump, to dump, to dump. Yeah, well, it was a nice rhythm. It was. It was a nice thought. It, it was. It is my birthday. Woo. Big yeah. six O Buzz. Big six O. <laughs> Six O was a long time ago. Oh, Buzz, Six just o. yesterday. Hold it, hold it. Look in your rearview mirror. You see what's back there? Yeah. My six O. That's what you're looking at. It's not that far there. away. So on to a more serious and important uh, subject than my birthday. Uh, but ha thank you. Thank Happy you for birthday. the birthday wishes. Appreciate it. Um, we have a seditious conspiracy trial going on, and I think that um, it's very difficult to um, just to not recognize how important that is. Mm. Um, now, I don't know if you know this, but 30 years ago or so, I think the last seditious, maybe the last seditious conspiracy uh, charge that was uh, that the uh, Department of Justice prevailed upon Bill Newman was representing one of the seven mm. of the Ohio Seven mm. who were charged with seditious conspiracy, and the government won. Mm. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Our own Bill Newman knows this uh, statute pretty well. It is not invoked very often. It, uh, the government doesn't prevail very often. It's a difficult charge to maintain. To prove. Yeah. Um, in this particular case, it gets very interesting. The reason it was, a, in my view, a perfectly appropriate charge, uh, especially after the FBI got these thousands of um, uh, decoded, um, encrypted messages mm. that they have as evidence, the literally hundreds of hours of videos that they have from January 6th and from other um, uh, days. Uh, there's a lot of evidence, and I don't think the FBI um, brought, the Department of Justice brought this charge very lightly, and I think that there's um, plenty of uh, sort of support for bringing it, but um, the openings were really interesting. Everything that I've looked at about how this trial has begun, it's going to be, they say, a six or seven week trial. Yeah. Um, there's going to be tons of watching videos, which many of us have seen. Many of these videos have been watched by all of us on, on 6 o'clock news, right? Yes. Um, I think before I go into this particular trial, I just want to ask you a question, Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm my ready birthday. for this. I get to ask you a question. Oh, you I love spot, it. Right? Of course. Put me on the spot. I'm ready for it. Let's assume it is 2012, mm -hmm. not 2022. Mm -hmm. And let's assume that Obama, let's assume a number of things. Number one, let's assume you love Obama mm -hmm. and are glad that he's your I, president. Yes. And let's assume That's that true. you yeah. truly believe, mm -hmm. truly believe that the election was stolen from him. Okay. And given to <clears throat> someone who actually Mitt lost. Romney. But because, um, the, the, because of, um, nefarious acts by uh, people in power who were able to sort of um, manipulate the process that he was being deprived of the presidency um, uh, wrongfully. Let's also assume that you're patriotic enough to really want to get up and do something about it. Sure. Right? Um, do you believe it would have been right for you as a patriot watching your system uh, collapse uh, a fair electoral process collapsed before your very eyes, would it have been a reasonable thing for you to attack the U.S. Capitol and to try to stop um, the electoral process from resulting in the loser being declared the winner? Would it have been fair for you to do that? No, but I think... You know, when you think something's being taken away from you, rationality stops working. And I think people 
fear that what has taken over is a form of dictatorship. But I think they're, they're not seeing it clearly. And so I think they're... Look, Mitt Romney gets elected in 2012. It's not the end of the world. I don't like his policies, and I'd post most of the things he would do. That said, you know, we had him as governor, and you kind of live with the process. I mean, you, you can't try to overthrow something when it's won legitimately. The problem is people convince themselves in this era, in the era we live in today, as there's no such thing as legitimacy anymore. They're people all illegitimate. People convince themselves. Yes, I okay. believe. That's my theory, sorry. No, people I mean, can, that's okay. Right? And I, because and I, people you know, believe. it isn't about whether Mitt Romney was going to be. Oh, okay. It's whether or not the process, somebody perverted the process, cheated the electorate of the true winner. That's really what's at issue. Well, right? you know, it's interesting. You know, a person like Donald Trump in 2012. There is no person like Donald Trump. D- right. But he sent out tweets saying it was fraudulent. People were laughing at us. It's all a fraud. And that's, that's the scary part about how we communicate in this era is that people feel like they can just believe whatever they want. And that's their truth. And people just live with that. Therein lies the problem the Justice Department is facing right now. Yeah. Because it is a crime of intent. Mm. If you really don't believe that you are unlawfully challenging an election. Yeah. If you really believe that the election was fraudulently. Yeah. It was stolen. Yeah. Then it's difficult to convict people. Right. Um, So let's talk about what happened yesterday and today. Let's talk about the opening you know, it was at a building that I know really well. The uh... Wait, before you go on, what is seditious conspiracy? Well, that's a really good question. Um, it's, it's in 18 U.S. Code, for those who care. Yeah, I do. Um, let me read it. Did you okay. know I had that sitting right here? I, I did. Were you peeking? I, didn't. I just swear I didn't. I'm just going to read it verbatim. I won't do this very often, but then I'll break it down and tell you what the elements of it are and what elements mean. Here it is. This is verbatim. If two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States or... To levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, listen to this one, hinder or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than 20 years or both. So the elements, what we call the elements of this, I think folks know what the elements of crime are, but you know, just by way of analogy, the elements of um, operating under the influence, you know, it's, first they have to prove that you are in fact operating. If you're sitting in a rest area with the engine on in February to stay warm, but the car's in park and you're not moving, can the police officer say you were operating? Well, here in Massachusetts, the law, a jury can disagree, but the law basically, the cases say, yeah, that's operation. Mm. Keys in the ignition, that's operation because of the danger of operation, right? Mm. Two, it's got to be on a public way or a way to which the public has a right of access. So if you're there on Route 9, you know, in the rest area with your thing on and it's got to be uh under the influence of intoxicating liquor or drugs so there's three elements operation right. right on a public way or a way to which the public has right of access or and excuse me um the, the impairment that comes from under the influence of mm. alcohol so each of them each of those elements have to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to a moral certainty mm. right if any one of them if you can't prove that it was a public way, if somebody got really drunk and they're operating my voter vehicle on my driveway. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because one of the elements wasn't satisfied. So the right. elements of seditious conspiracy, in answer yeah. to your question is, uh, what is conspiracy? Yes. It's an agreement by two or more persons. Okay. 
Two, it's to do any act with the intention to excite, uh, excite hatred or contempt. Three, against the person or institutions of state. It could be a person of state or an institution of state. And four, to excite the alteration by unlawful means of a state matter established by law. The state matter established by law here is the declaration, the certification of an election of an election. That's what was at law. So we had these openings yesterday where the prosecution, uh, particularly by Jeffrey Nessler, is the assistant U.S. attorney who argued in the opening, and um, he he talked about all those videos of the planning of the defendants to do exactly what I just said. Um, he also, he sort of gave, he started with a civics lesson. This is how elections get certified in order for him to be able to demonstrate that element which says a state matter that's established by law was being interfered with. <clears throat> and then he alleges that they planned to obstruct, obstruct that process, and he said that this is the evidence that we're going to be offering, including um, they, they got, they had a, uh, somebody narked out these Oath Keepers by uh, unencrypting some of those, so many of those messages and giving it to the government. So mm. that's what he offered. Mm. The defendant's attorney, particularly Philip Linder, who is representing uh, Stuart Rhodes, he's the founder of the Oath Keeper, each of the five attorneys for each of these five defendants gave a different story. One of them said they were there as peacekeepers, and we're going to talk about the Insurrection Act, mm. um, that it wasn't a plan to disrupt at all. It was a plan to just protest. And an, another lawyer said that the FBI engaged in unlawful activity and don't trust the FBI. That was his argument. They each came at it from a different mm. um, perspective. These hundreds or maybe thousands of hours of video, thousands of cyber messages, that's what the government is relying on. And they, some of them were recorded so you can actually hear the voice of Rhodes and others. Rhodes, for example, he later in an encrypted message that was leaked to the FBI said that he wishes they brought all their guns on January 6th. That would have taken care of the whole problem. But they wow. didn't, which of course is one of the defense's arguments that we didn't have guns there. Mm. Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, mm -hmm. has famously argued that, oh, uh, you know what, the attack on January 6th, how could they call it an armed insurrection when there were no arms there present by these people? And then he sort of chided those who said, wait a minute, flagpoles, rebars, um, those are all weapons, and they were used against the police. Those hundred and whatever it is, forty-five police officers who were injured were struck with all manner of things, which were weapons. He said, "No, to be a weapon, it has to be a gun." I watched a documentary on HBO called Six Hours about January Six, and I learned that. A couple of the protesters, and I'm not saying it was any of the Oath Keepers, one person, at least their gun dropped from their pocket. So some people, were, some people were bringing arms there. They might have not taken it out and used it, but it's not to say that the, some people weren't armed on that day. Yeah, so Ron Johnson is just, uh, he's full of it, and I won't yeah. say what it is. He's full of I, himself, I button, and I won't say what he is, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. He's full. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about five particular defendants. So remember, we have to yeah. prove beyond a reasonable doubt to a moral certainty that each of the five defendants is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt of uh, each of those elements that I talked about before. And if you're going to claim it's an armed insurrection, did they have arms? Now, mm. if it's a conspiracy, I'm sure the government is going to try to broaden the number of people who could have had arms and still made them guilty. Um, I see that we have to uh, take a break. We do. It's a shame my lips are still moving. Yes. We're going to take a break, and my lips will be moving, I promise, when we come back. Stay with us.
This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Concerned about the future of downtown in Northampton and then the other local cities and towns? Join us when we learn about Northampton's vacant storefront program. When we speak with Alan Wolf, Chief of Staff to the Mayor and the Mayor herself, Gina Louise Shera. They'll be our guests Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Hi, I'm Missy Tatro, Assistant Vice President and Senior Mortgage Originator at Greenfield Cooperative Bank and its Northampton Co-op Bank Division. Have we got some exciting news for you? And I'm Mortgage Originator Kimberly Gates. We're extending our offer to save up to $1,000 on your mortgage closing costs. There's still time to get a $750 closing credit plus another $250 when we pre-qualify you. Check out our new website and start your application now at bestlocalbank.com or come see us in person. As local lenders, we're here for you every step of the way. So come on over to the co-op and see me, Missy Tatro. Or me, Kimberly Gates, and save up to $1,000 on your closing costs. Close by November 30th, be a new first mortgage customer, or refinance from another loan provider. Minimum $100,000 loan, subject to change or end without notice. Other conditions apply. See bank for details. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. A food co-op is a different kind of grocery store. A credit union is a different kind of bank. Co-ops and credit unions are owned by the people who shop and bank there. Keep it close to home with local co-ops, credit unions, and worker-owned co-ops. Stop at the Old Creamery Co-op on Route 9 for hot mulled cider, a press-grilled sandwich on house-made focaccia, something sweet from our bakery, or what you need to make dinner. Stop at the shop with the cow on top. The Old Creamery Co-op. Buy a mattress online? There are at least a hundred websites that'll ship you a mattress rolled up like a burrito and stuffed in a box. Wait a minute. You and your mattress will spend seven or eight intimate hours together every night for years. Don't you need more than pixels to know what it actually feels like? Maybe you could just lay on the screen and... Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you. Come to Talon Furniture and lay down on a Therapeutic. I'll leave you alone. You can see how you are together. Therapeutic mattresses are clean. No toxic off-gassing. I've been to the factory in Brockton. Yes, they're made by fellow Red Sox fans. You like eating local? Try sleeping local. Talon delivers and sets it up. We don't just drop a big burrito on your doorstep. You won't have to wrestle it through the kitchen or up the stairs. Talon Furniture, a real store just down the hill from Amherst College. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And as we were just saying that the, the defendants are claiming that they had these guns that were not, these, these particular defendants are saying that they left their weaponry outside of Washington. Washington has very strict sort of gun laws that, uh, would be stricter if the Supreme Court hadn't ruled in Heller that they couldn't keep their no handguns in District of Columbia boundaries law. Um, so they invalidated that. But nevertheless, they have strict gun laws. They left them outside of the city, and they claimed that they were waiting for the president of the United States to invoke the Insurrection Act. And so people have asked me, well, two people, to tell you the truth, what is the Insurrection Act? The Insurrection Act, it's really interesting. Um, it was passed, they say it's from 1807. It really is from seven, 1792. Um, but it was passed, it was enacted by Congress uh, in 1807. Um, and what it says is that 
the president has the right to deploy military forces inside the United States to suppress a rebellion um, in order to enforce the law and protect the government. Now, that's different than the famous Posse Comitatus Act, which was passed under Rutherford B. Hayes or something like that. Um, after Re- Reconstruction, what happened is a bunch of, there were ret- the return of white supremacists after Reconstruction to not only Southern states, but to Congress. Um, so that it was in order to keep Congress from using the military again, because it was post-Civil War, that was 1878, I think, um, uh, uh, in order to stop these white supremacists from being in power. So that they passed that act, with what we now would look at, I would look at as a sort of nefarious purpose for that act. But basically, we heard about it. We heard about it because um, uh, Trump uh, was interested in the, in the Liberty Square matter. We all remember that it was actually Capitol Police that were were used. But um, later in his book, the Secretary of Defense, what's his name, Esper, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Mark Esper told us after he resigned that the he refused to allow the president to use the military against those Liberty Square protesters, those Black Lives Matter protesters. Um, and our uh, chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, also said I would not let the military be used because um, of the Posse Comitatus Act. And the Insurrection Act allows the president to sort of veto the Posse Comitatus Act. Um, That authorizes the president to deploy military forces. So these people, Stuart Rhodes and the others, are claiming, well, we were just waiting for the president because we heard that he was going to invoke the Insurrection Act to say that the stolen election allowed him to use the military against U.S. citizens here on domestic soil, contrary to other, uh, as the exception to the law, which says that he may not do so. So all of this is going to come out and say that, like I was asking Dan when we started this discussion, if these people can demonstrate that in their mind they weren't committing seditious conspiracy, they were rather following their president. I'm just going to make a suggestion here. It could be that the real person that has to be charged and convicted for sedition is not necessarily these oath keepers as vile as I find them in their ideology. I would never want to eat dinner with them um, I deplore everything that they say that they stand for, but if they truly in their minds, as shallow as their minds would have to be, thought that their president was, uh, the election was indeed being stolen, then maybe they do have a defense. They certainly have the right to launch it, and we should all celebrate the right to counsel, the right to due process, and the presumption of innocence. It's up to the Justice Department to prove them guilty. Any comments, Dan? No, Buzz. Um, what else do you? I mean, what else do you want to say about that? I uh, it's it's going to be a trial. I think I'm going to be watching closely because I'm curious to know how it will unfold, and I'm sure there's going to be some twists and ter- turns. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I if guess you're a patriot, yeah, and you, you love our constitutional form of government, this may be the most important trial of our lifetime. Mm. <clears throat> we, I, I mean, I worry that people are going to be able to convince a jury that they believed what they believe in. And uh, so the intent part of it won't be clear to a jury. And so I think it's going to be hard for at least one, you can find one jury member to say, ah, I think they were just believing what they believe. And unanimity is required in and, order uh, to, be, to be convicted. convicted. So I could see a hung, may, a hung jury there. Mm, I'm not, I don't know about that. That's hard to predict. But a mixed verdict is not too hard to predict. I yeah. can certainly see a mixed verdict where, where some convicted of us are on really some. happy and some of us are really angry. And yeah. it, it might be rather than a sort of uh, a way of producing healing, it might produce even more... Um, what divisiveness 
I don't know how much more of that we can take here. So not much. Like, yeah. Not if we intend to remain as a civil society. Yeah. Well, that's it. I am glad. Thank you for suffering my uh, my take on on this. I I still believe in um, the rule of law. That means I still believe in the presumption of innocence and due profit due process, no matter how heinous we find the alleged acts to be. On that note, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk spelling bees to support our schools. We'll be right back after these messages. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMD. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Holyoke City Councilor Wilmer Polomota will be taking his seat at the City Council meeting tonight. Polomota was removed from the council for facing child pornography charges and being jailed in Rhode Island for contempt, but sued the city. A judge ruled in Polomota's favor, allowing him to retain his position. Polomota took legal action against the city on the grounds that he had not been convicted. Holyoke City Councilor Kevin Jordan tells Western Mass News, the judge's ruling is a very troubling statement about due process in Holyoke that should be reviewed by the city council to find out what really happened. The city of Northampton is now accepting proposals for community-based projects to help the city recover from the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. The Community Recovery Projects Program is a $4 million fund established by the city using ARPA funds. Here's Mayor Gina Louise Shera. I'm hopeful we're going to get a lot of great applications, and I really encourage everybody to just think broadly and creatively about what they want to see in our community and how, they can, how we can help move from this really hard period into something uh, even brighter and better. Applications will be available until October 14th at 5 p.m. A crash involving a moose slowed traffic early this morning in Westfield. Officials say a vehicle struck the animal in the area of exit 41 on the eastbound side of the highway. Crews worked to remove the vehicle and animal from the roadway. Police say the driver of the vehicle did not sustain any injuries. Showers and drizzle this afternoon might even be a period of steady rain, a high of 56 to 60 with a raw breeze from the northeast. Rain and drizzle tonight, overnight low 42 to 48, mostly cloudy, scattered showers, patchy drizzle tomorrow, a high of 60 to 64, low 70s and dry on Thursday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. What, what I'm trying to communicate is that there are many, many layers of, of safety management in place at every source to ensure that we reduce as much risk as, as possible. Does the Bliss Street Station intentionally vent gas regularly? Because I can tell you that it vents gas. Pretty much every time I've gone to that area, I have smelled gas. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Why work for just any hospital when you can work for Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton? Cooley Dickinson is the winner of the Best Local Hospital Award by the Daily Hampshire Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. And right now, they're offering a $7,500, yes, a $7,500 sign-on bonus for surgical techs and first assistant surgical techs. Don't wait. Visit CooleyDickinson.org today to apply. You want the very best opportunities for your child. Given the amount of time children spend in school each day, you want your child to be inspired, to be engaged, to love going to school. At Bement, each student experiences this every day. The Bement School in Deerfield is a close-knit community of students from around the valley and across the globe. Kindergarten through ninth grade, learning from each other in the classroom, rooting for each other on the athletic field, and celebrating each other on the stage. We are local, we are global, and our differences make us stronger. We interact face-to-face, -face, share meals together every day, and open doors for one another. The true essence of your child's time at Bement is preparing for a life of integrity, of significance, of joy. Financial aid and transportation are available to help make a Bement school education possible. I'm Kim Laughlin, Director of Admission. Please contact me or visit our website. Bement will be the best investment you make in your child's future. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Radical.
And we are back. I'm so glad. Megan, this is a rare time when I get to see your Two lovely days in face. A row. Two days in a row. Very exciting. But got a whole new topic today. What is the topic today? Well, the topic is the Northampton Education Foundation Spelling Bee. Um, and I am here with Marty Wall, and we are both board members. Dr. Marty Wall. Dr. Marty Wall. Um, the dentist. The dentist. The retired dentist. may have an dentist. opinion about a question <laughs> on the ballot. Yes, that's another conversation. All right. Um, and we are here to, we are both board members for the Northampton Education Foundation. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and... Every, well, for a very long time, every year, one of our major fundraisers for our small grants uh, program was the NEF Spelling Bee. And the last time we were about to put it on, we had it ready to go. And it was supposed to be March 28th or the end of March of 2020. And we canceled at the last minute. And Why would you cancel in March 2020? Uh, there was this... A few people got sick. <laughs> and... It didn't seem like a good idea to stuff a bunch of people into the JFK cafeteria. Uh, so we're bringing it back, and we've always wanted to move it to the fall for a variety of reasons. So this gave us the opportunity to move it to the fall. And it is October 19th, um, and it is an adult spelling bee where teams of three people uh, compete with each other to spell really hard words that I mostly can't spell. And not only, not only hard words. Some easier ones, right. and then some very, Don't very, very hard ones. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> it People dress fun. in costumes. They win prizes for most humor and their costumes. It's a really fun party, and we are looking for teams and sponsors still. So I was just going to ask you, how does this raise money? What do you require in order to raise money? We have sponsors. Uh, we, have, we have some major sponsors who, who provide um, significant funds. And we also have team sponsors, which are um, organizations and businesses that pay $275 per team. And sometimes they send a team, but sometimes they don't, and they ask us to get them a team. So we can. There are um, opportunities for people who want to form a team but don't have the funds to pay for it, and we will match them up with a sponsor so they can come and compete, and the sponsor gets um, good promotion and gets to support NEF, and everybody has fun. Really sounds like fun, as I've heard in the past. When is this going to happen? It is October 19th, which is a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock, but at 5 o'clock, we have what we call Le Bistro, uh, which is um, food from Cooper's Corners at St Cooper's Corners slash State Street Fruit Store. Um, it starts at six, and um, we usually last about. The bistro starts at five. The bistro right. starts at five, and it usually lasts around two and a half. About eight thirty, right? Yeah. There's uh, a few rounds. Uh, yes. Winners come from each pool, mm -hmm. and and move on to the semifinals and the finals, and it's also on the radio. Live, yes, Monty usually Bill does and Monty. a Bill and Monty do a sort of a, a color comment. Yeah, they do a right. color commentary, <laughs> often with somebody from Miriam Webster. I don't know whether they will have somebody this time. Um, and um, Northampton Open Media will uh, live stream it and then have it available um, to watch. My last over. question before I just let you go <laughs> is um, if people want to either be a sponsor or form a team. Or just donate. How do they contact you? They can go to the Northampton Education Foundation website, which is, I want to make sure I say this right, um, it's northamptoneducation.org slash spelling hyphen B, or you can just go to the Northampton website, because I think there's a link on the homepage, which is northamptoneducation.org. Uh, you can also email for more questions, or if you want to form a team, um, and you don't have a sponsor, you can email northamptonedfoundation at gmail.com. The teams are three people, so they all collaborate together at, on stage. Yes. So no one's out there alone no by one, themselves. No, yes. And there will be sponsors for any team that wants to be formed. Nobody should be scared off by paying a fee. There are definitely sponsors who are more scared off by being on stage. <laughs> yes. They'd rather yes. write a check. And I'd rather pay than <laughs> spill. And, and the area is full of really generous organizations who are happy to give, but they don't necessarily um, have a team to, right. to compete. Exactly. Right. And nobody has to stand in front of a microphone like they do, like I'm doing right now, like they do at um, the kids' um, spelling bees and, and 
recite the word. The teams um, consult with each other, and then they uh, write it on a whiteboard and hold it up. So it is. And judges view view all the yes. answers, right? Um, and That's really good. So they get the opportunity to perseverate, Marty. Exactly. <laughs> Spell that, Buzz. Is that one of the words? Um, it's not no. one. Of, I'm sure it's been. I'm sure it's been one of the words in the past. If it, if it, um, if it, not, I'll write it down for the future. I actually, I'm, I'm part of the group of people that comes up with the words and then the, the sentences. They all, they have to be in the unabridged, unabridged Merriam-Webster dictionary, collegiate dictionary, I think it is, and, um, and we take the definitions from there. But we write the sentences, and I spend all year when I'm reading, come across a word, and I toss it up into a file in Google Keep, and, and, um, and usually by the time it comes around again, I've got, you know, a decent amount of words, and we've got four other people who contribute their words. That's the most fun. And we have very experienced pronoun pronouncers. Yes. Um, as well as judges. Did you yes. almost mispronounce pronouncers? <laughs> Is that a word? It's also a really hard word to spell. I find I, I have trouble, that's a word I have trouble spelling, pronouncers. Um, Ironically, um, and I'm actually a, not a good speller. I was on a team, but you're, maybe you're twice. a wordsmith, and you, yeah, you, writing but, is your craft. But right? that's not what it takes to spell. I, being involved with the spelling bee for a long time, I have these theories about what makes um, a good speller. One, really good memory, which I don't necessarily have. Um, knowledge of another language helps. Um, being in the medical field helps. Um, knowing Latin helps. So it's not really... You left if out the legal field. Oh, the legal is pretty good, yeah. People That's who read stuff. a lot are Be in the People who read a lot, world. certainly. Yeah. But um, I don't have, I think, the, the kind of memory, the kind of memory for it. Um, and so, um, but um, some people do, fortunately. And Dan, how are your spell spelling skills? Words. Terrible. <laughs> I can't remember well, you, anything. You I, know another language. I do. You read a lot. Yeah, that's true. You I have a good memory. Good, and I'm terrible. I, wow. I struggled with it as a kid, and I still think I'm terrible with it. And there goes I, your theory. And I well, realize well, that when I'm writing on Word, I make a ton of mistakes that I'm like, I know how to spell this word. Once it tells me I made a mistake, I go and delete it and rewrite it, and I spell it correctly. Oh, you but, don't so, even take it? I don't need to take it, no. I, I just realize I'm just, I don't know. Can't explain it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a copy editor, and I'm not a great speller. So fortunately, yeah. there's the dictionary. <laughs> but the collaboration yeah. makes it much easier when you yes. have three people together and you're working together. That helps a that lot. Helps a lot. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're interested in putting together a team, find a couple of friends. This is what I did. I was on a team a couple of times, and I just found people who were really good at it, um, who were medical people or people who do languages, and we did really well because I I pick um, good teams, <laughs> <laughs> not because I. Could Spell. Do we want to do a shout out for the major donors we already know about? Yes, we do. Do we have time for the break? We do. do let's take a couple of minutes and shout out to those donors. Yes, it is. Um, the Friends of Marsha Burrick, who is a, an NEF supporter who recently, and originator. Origi originator and board member who died uh, recently in the past few in months. June. In June. Uh, D.A. Sullivan and Sons, People's Bank, Greenfield Savings Bank, Valley Home Improvement, and Fierce Bloomberg Ohm LLP, which is a law firm. Yay. Yay. Thank you. And then there were a bunch of sponsors yes, of teams. Yes, a bunch of team sponsors. Which, right. And now we have dozens of those, but we're looking for more. Yes. You know, exactly. I've been on teams and fundraisers, not on spelling, but on like, you know, you know the trivia and that sort of stuff. And even though it is no fun when you're by yourself and you seem, you feel like a jerk because you got something wrong, it is fun when you're on a right, team. Exactly. It's just Absolutely. fun to collaborate. It yep. doesn't matter whether you get it right or not, yep. right? Yep, And nobody remembers. Everybody, People remember who won the spelling bee sometimes. They sometimes remember the word. Nobody remembers who didn't win. <laughs> nobody remembers that thus and such and those, you know, this person didn't know how to spell this word. word. So right. don't worry. You're the only person who remembers that you misspelled the <laughs> well, word. Well, the humor... Awards and the and the costume awards originated because people were out spelling. They they missed the word and they sit up there. You don't like walk off alone, and you're up there. And they said, "Well, what should we do?" So they got to be real funny. Yeah, they get they very funny costumes. The costumes they kind of just um, they, they they either kind of act out in some ways, <laughs> or they also just write really funny things on their whiteboards and hold it up when when they're done spelling and they're still. So it's there. Wednesday the nineteenth of October. Yes, of October. 
And it's going to be at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, JFK Middle School. Bistro and, at 5. And there's a bistro at 5, and we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Megan Zinn and, and Marty Wall, and we're still talking about the spelling bee to benefit Northampton Educational Foundation. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Savings Bank, one of the things we love about living in the Valley is all the locally grown food that's available here. For more than 25 years, a local nonprofit called CISA, which stands for Community Involved in Sustaining Agriculture, has been promoting locally grown food and supporting farms, farmers markets, and food businesses in our Valley. And to support CISA's mission, Greenfield Savings Bank is giving new customers a CISA canvas tote bag as a thank you gift when they open a new free GSB checking account. There are no monthly fees, no transaction fees, and you get free online banking, free e-statements, free debit card, and free GSB mobile app, including depositing checks from your mobile device. Our existing customers can also get a CISA Canvas tote bag when they enroll in GSB's free mobile banking or sign up for e-statements. So, join GSB and show your support for locally grown food and local banking. Get your CISA Canvas tote bag thank you gift from Greenfield Savings Bank. See bank or visit greenfieldsavings.com for full details. Member FDIC, member DIF. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Voting as well as early voting is the way to go. It shows that we trust the voters. They know why they need an early ballot. They know why they need an absentee ballot. It's not up to government to decide if it's a legitimate reason or not. The voters should get to choose. So this, I think, is a huge advance. 1015-1400-1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Things to do with butternut. Roast it with butter and sage. Mash it with butter and maple syrup. Stuff it with quinoa, kale, and cranberries. And then there's curried butternut soup. Squash. The season is long, the recipes are endless, and River Valley Co-op is a fall festival of squash. Next time you're there, buy that squash you never buy. Kabocha squash or Blue Hubbard squash. Why? Why not? River Valley Co-op. Everyone is welcome, not just members. And everyone is wild about local squash. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMD. And we are back with Megan Zinn and Marty Wall. We're talking about the Northampton Education Foundation's fundraiser to be held on October 19th. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock as the bistro, um, and then at 6 o'clock it starts It's a spelling bee. So, Megan, um, what does this money go to? Um, well, in general, Northamp the Northampton Education Foundation raises funds to fund to um, pay for projects and programs to expand educational opportunities and foster creativity and enhance academic experiences in the Northampton public schools, including Smith Vogue, um, that are not part of the school's budget. Um, and that includes some professional development and many projects that involve the students. Um, the spelling, we have a couple, several different funds um, under the Northampton Education Foundation umbrella, but the Spelling Bee specifically raises funds for what we call our Small Grants to Teachers program, which um, we award twice a year. And in fact, the deadline um, to apply for grants for the fall cycle is October 17th by the end of the day. And you can find the um, grant application information on our website, Northampton Ed. Org. Um, and um, so we, we fund um, the small grants are grants of um, up to $3,000 um, or up to $5,000 if um, the grantees are collaborating from different schools, um, th up to $3,000 if it's just one school. Um, what so we find is that it, it's the teachers really enjoy this opportunity. It's yes. a real morale builder for teachers, and it's they don't see it as extra work. They see it as something they really can get their hands into and make a difference. And very often the funds do pay for teacher time, um, which we're very cognizant of the importance of the teachers being paid for their time even when it's outside of their, their normal um, school day or, or requirements. 
Um, and um, this fall, we're, we um, awarded, I think, um, $24,000 in grants um, in, in the past year. And that's kind of a lower amount than usual, actually, because during the, during the pandemic, some people just really couldn't get their brains wrapped around doing mm. special projects. But, but we still did very many programs through the pandemic and many that reflected the pandemic. Um, but we, we hope that the um, applications and the programs will increase again um, now that we're kind. Well, now that school is relatively back we're to back. normal. We're not back, but, you know, school is kind of back to normal. But uh, in the... Um, like this spring, we've um, we awarded um, that go to that have gone to all of the elementary schools um, for um, they work with Tiffany Jewell, who is a local anti-racism educator and a Jackson Street parent, and she's um, an expert on working with kids around anti-racism. And we pay for um, theater tech instruction at Northampton High School. Um, and um, a program called Bringing Sensory World to Classrooms, which is um, where uh, the teachers construct program-relevant teaching tools designed to facilitate instruction with special education students. Um, and there's a this great STEM exposure and outreach program that was... STEM. STEM, STEM being science, technology, STEM and, and uh, math. Um, so yeah, STEAM was when you throw the arts in there. Right. And that is a program that was um, developed and coordinated by Northampton High School students where they go to the elementary and middle school and talk about why they're into STEM mm. and um, to in encourage um, and do activities and programs with the younger kids to get them into STEM too. That's fantastic. And these were awarded in the spring yes. and are actually going on right now yes, in the schools are. for this fall. Yeah. So Marty Wall, I think that your kids are no longer in school. Uh, that's true, but now there are two grandchildren that are. Well, my question, you might have just answered reason. my question, <laughs> which was even assuming you didn't have grandchildren, right. why would you be involved as a board member for the Northampton Education Foundation? So I've been a board member about 20 years. We won't and, let him leave. And oh, I, that's why he's a and, captive. And I, I've been very involved with the endowment all those years, especially, but for all the activities at NEF. Because for me, a community is what its education system is. So... Uh, you know, uh, th it's like they're they're the same. So I can't see not being involved with education as long as I'm involved in Northampton. And, and it so says a lot about a community when you see the the level of largesse, the generosity. Excuse has me, been amazing. L a r g e s s e largesse. Well done. Oh. <laughs> we came to the right show. No, well, you know, there's smart people here in Northampton. They have not had a spell. And the generosity is is not a joke. It's really serious it how really. people have stepped up in all of the different funds that we have that generate different funding for different projects throughout the city schools, people have consistently cared about it and, and, and shown that. And in fact, uh, when we were, we had already raised all the, f many, most of the funds for the B in March of 2020 because the sponsors had already committed well before that date. And we, when it was clear after a few months that this was not going to happen, we weren't coming back anytime soon, we went to our sponsors and said, we'd be happy to give you the money back and nobody wanted their money back. So we still made over $10,000 even though the event didn't happen, well, which just, um, is a lovely reflection of Northampton and, and the well, area. Well, not Northampton alone. I live in the Hilltown. Right, it's no, the area. it's not just. And, yeah, and, it's not just. It's a very generous area. Yeah, well, uh, people that are committed, uh, Marty, we, Marty said it perfectly, that the, you can judge a community by its commitment to education. Yeah. And, and I find around here in western Massachusetts in our hill towns where people are not necessarily on average as affluent as they are here in the valley, mm -hmm. but nevertheless, they will empty their pockets yeah, for education even yeah. when they're older and they don't even have grandchildren exactly. in the school. Mm -hmm. They're committed to education. So what makes this fun, Marty Wall? <laughs> well, you know, the community of it really is fun. Uh, you know, the people coming, they come yep. they come and they have dinner, then they come and they sit and they're thinking, do I know this word? Don't I yep. know this word? You get a chance to see people you haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. The teams themselves 
are fun because they've been practicing. They don't just come and say, oh, I, I, I know this. So some of them have coaches, you know, so they, they, yes, they, they, they develop some, some time to it. And, and, then, and then the costumes become another part yep. of the fun. And the so. teams all have great names, usually based on bad B puns, <laughs> um, of course. Bad and, B yeah. puns, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and our, our MC is um, Kelsey Flynn, and is usually Kelsey, and she is, of course, hilarious, so that helps, too. Right. And our pronouncers are usually pretty funny as well, um, and they roll with it very well. Um, so it's just a riot. It's one of it's really, I think, why I ended up involved with the Northampton Education Foundation because I came to the spelling bee. I think my son was my twenty year old son was in first grade at the time, and I came. I heard it was fun, and it was like, wow, this is great. And that was sort of my introduction to the like organization. Fun. Don't you dare say "buzz" is a bad bee pun, but I it, well, it, yeah, it is, it is I, a bee pun. I've never heard that one before, but I do want you one more time to tell people about how. To, Look, if people want to sponsor, mm-hmm. if people want to form a team, yep. join a team, if people want to donate money through their own largesse, L-A-R-G-E-S-S-E, <laughs> um, how the, do they get in touch with yes, you? Yes, so the Northampton Education Foundation Adult Spelling Bee is October 19th. It's a Wednesday. It begins at 6 o'clock, though um, food is being sold by State Street Cooper's Corner beginning at 5 o'clock in Le Bistro. And... Um, People can, there's still plenty of time to sponsor for $275 a team. And um, if you sponsor, you can send a team. But if you don't have a team to send, we also welcome people to form teams and we will match them with sponsors. So those people who form a team don't necessarily have to spend the money to sponsor because we have so many generous sponsors. Um, And they can, anybody can go to... um, our website, which is Northampton Ed Foundation, sorry, excuse me, NorthamptonEducation.org is um, th- the website, and there is a link to the spelling bee there, and there's a registration form there. And if you would like to be on a team or you have a team and you don't have the sponsorship, uh, you can email NorthamptonEdFoundation at gmail.com, which is an email address you will find on our website as well. Um, and we want everybody to participate because it's a blast. It's a blast. It's meaningful, and it results in uh, monies that aren't in the budget, but nevertheless uh, help our educational system, which, as Marty said so eloquently, uh, contributes so much to our community. It's the backbone of our community and our future. So um, I just can't thank you guys enough for what you Thanks do. Thanks for having us. It thank is you. my pleasure. I want to tell folks tomorrow we have... Um, on Afternoon Buzz. We have Christina Dahl, who's a principal climate scientist at the Union of Concerned Scientists. She's going to be explaining the intensity and uh, duration of hurricanes now with the climate change uh, in our face as it is. We're also going to have our very first of four, five people who are going to be explaining the four questions that are um going to be on the ballot on November 8th. Um, and uh, admittedly, I'm going to be uh, highlighting those guests who agree with where I am at <laughs> with respect to those questions, except for question three, which I really don't understand. I'm going to have the author of the yes and the author of the no, because I don't really understand this thing about liquor licenses being expanded. So I don't think you're alone in that. I Ooh, think yes. a lot of people are confused well, Then listen to the three. afternoon there buzz. You go. Yep. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Thank Talk you. you Thanks a lot, guys. Live and local news and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station.